Chapter Six of Peter Simple. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. Peter Simple by Frederick Marriott. Chapter Six. Puzzled with very common words, Mrs. Trotter takes care of my wardrobe. A matrimonial duet ending con strapito i awoke the next morning at daylight with a noise over my head which sounded like thunder i found it proceeded from holy stoning and washing down the main deck i was very much refreshed nevertheless and did not feel the least sick or giddy mr trotter who had been up at four o'clock came down and directed one of the marines to fetch me some water i washed myself on my chest and then went on the main deck which they were swabbing dry Standing by the sentry at the cabin door, I met one of the midshipmen with whom I had been in company at the Blue Posts. "'So, Master Simple, old Trotter and his faggot of a wife have got hold of you, have they?' said he. I replied that I did not know the meaning of faggot, but I considered Mrs. Trotter a very charming woman, at which he burst into a loud laugh. "'Well,' said he, "'I'll just give you a caution. Take care, or they'll make a clean sweep. Has Mrs. Trotter showed you her ankle yet?' "'Yes.' i replied and a very pretty one it is ah she's had her old tricks you had much better have joined our mess at once you're not the first greenhorn that they have plucked well said he as he walked away keep the key of your own chest that's all when he left me i went on the quarter-deck all the sailors were busy at work and the first lieutenant cried out to the gunner now mr dispart if you're ready we'll breach these guns now my lads said the first lieutenant we must slew the part the breeches cover more forward as i never heard of a gun having breeches i was very anxious to see what was going on and went up close to the first lieutenant who said to me youngster hand me that monkey's tail i saw nothing like a monkey's tail but i was so frightened that i snatched up the first thing that i saw which was a short bar of iron and it so happened that it was the very article which he wanted when i gave it to him the first lieutenant looked at me and said so you know what a monkey's tail is already do you now don't you ever sham stupid after that thought i to myself i'm very lucky but if that's a monkey tail it's a very stiff one i resolved to learn the names of everything as fast as i could that i might be prepared so i listened attentively to what was said but i soon became quite confused and despaired of remembering anything mr chucks said the first lieutenant to the boatswain what blocks have we below not on charge let me see sir i've one sister t'other we split in half the other day i think i have a couple of monkeys down the storeroom i say you smith pass that brace to the bull's-eye and take the sheep-shank out before you come down and mr chucks recollect this afternoon that you bleed all the boys bleed the boys thought i what can that be for at all events the surgeon appears to be the proper person to perform that operation this last incomprehensible remark drove me off the deck and i retreated to the cockpit where i found mrs trotter oh my dear said she i am glad you are come as i wish to put your clothes in order have you a list of them where is your key i replied that i had not a list and i handed her the key although i did not forget the caution of the midshipman yet i considered that there could be no harm in her looking over my clothes when i was present she unlocked my chest and pulled everything out and then commenced telling me what were likely to be useful and what were not now these worsted stockings she said will be very comfortable in cold weather 
and in the summer time these brown cotton socks will be delightfully cool and you have enough of each to last you till you outgrow them but as for these fine cotton stockings they are of no use only catch the dirt when the decks are swept and always look untidy i wonder how they could be so foolish as to send them nobody wears them on board ship nowadays they are only fit for women i wonder if they would fit me she turned her chair away and put on one of my stockings laughing the whole time then she turned round to me and showed me how nicely they fitted her bless you mr simple it's well the trotter is in the hold he'd be so jealous do you know what these stockings cost they are of no use to you and they fit me i will speak to trotter and take them off your hands i replied that i could not think of selling them as they were of no use to me and fitted her i begged that she would accept of the dozen pairs we had beefsteaks and onions for dinner that day but i could not bear the smell of the onions mr trotter came down very cross because the first lieutenant had found fault with him he swore that he would cut the service he drank glass of grog after glass of grog and at each glass became more violent and mrs trotter drank also i observed a great deal more than i thought she ought to have done but she whispered to me that she drank it that trotter might not as he would certainly be tipsy i thought this very devoted on her part but they sat so late that i went to bed and left them he still drinking and vowing vengeance against the first lieutenant i had not been asleep above two or three hours when i was awakened by a great noise and quarrelling and i discovered that mr trotter was drunk and beating his wife very much shocked that such a charming woman should be beaten and ill-used i scrambled out of my hammock to see if i could be of any assistance but it was dark although they scuffled as much as before i asked the marine who was sentry at the gun-room door above to bring his lantern and was very much shocked at his replying that i had better go to bed and let them fight it out shortly afterwards mrs trotter staggered to my hammock and after several attempts succeeded in getting into it i cannot say that i much liked that but what could i do so i finished dressing myself and went up on the quarter-deck the midshipman who had the watch was the one who had cautioned me against the trotters he was very friendly to me well sample said he what brings you on deck i told him how ill mr trotter had behaved to his wife and how she had turned into my hammock the cursed drunken old catamaran cried he i'll go and cut her down by the head but i requested he would not as she was a lady a lady replied he yes there's plenty of ladies of her description and then he informed me that she had many years ago been the mistress of a man of fortune who kept a carriage for her but that he grew tired of her and had given trotter two hundred pounds to marry her and that now they did nothing but get drunk together and fight with each other he went to my hammock and lowered it down at one end so that mrs trotter lay with her head on the deck in a very uncomfortable position to my astonishment she swore at him in a dreadful manner but refused to turn out he was abusing her and shaking her in the hammock when mr trotter who had been aroused at the noise rushed from behind the screen you villain what are you doing with my wife cried he pummeling at him as well as he could for he was so tipsy that he could hardly stand mr trotter was soon knocked down when all of a sudden mrs trotter jumped up from the hammock and caught the midshipman by the hair and pulled at him then the sentry thought right to interfere he called out for the master-at-arms and went down himself to help the midshipman who was faring badly between the two but mrs trotter snatched the lantern out of his hand and smashed it all to pieces and then we were all left in darkness and i could not see what took place although the scuffling continued such was the posture of affairs when the master-at-arms came up with his light 
the midshipman and sentry went up the ladder and mr and mrs trotter continued beating each other to this none of them paid any attention saying as the sentry had said before let em fight it out after they had fought some time they retired behind the screen and i followed the advice of the midshipman and got into my hammock which the master-at-arms hung up again for me i heard mr and mrs trotter both crying and kissing each other cruel cruel mr trotter said she blubbering my life my love i was so jealous replied he damn and blast your jealousy replied the lady i've two nice black eyes for the galley to-morrow after about an hour of kissing and scolding they both fell asleep again the next morning before breakfast the midshipman reported to the first lieutenant the conduct of mr trotter and his wife i was sent for and obliged to acknowledge that it was all true he sent for mr trotter who replied that he was not well and could not come on deck upon which the first lieutenant ordered the sergeant of marines to bring him up directly mr trotter made his appearance with one eye closed and his face very much scratched did i not desire you sir said the first lieutenant to introduce this young gentleman into the midshipman's berth instead of which you have introduced him to that disgraceful wife of yours and have swindled him out of his property i order you immediately to return the three guineas which you received as mess money and also that your wife give back the stockings which she cajoled him out of but then i interposed and told the first lieutenant that the stockings had been a free gift on my part and that although i had been very foolish yet that i considered that i could not in honour demand them back again well youngster replied the first lieutenant perhaps your ideas are correct and if you wish it i will not enforce that part of my order but continued he to mr trotter i desire sir that your wife leave the ship immediately and i trust that when i have reported your conduct to the captain he will serve you in the same manner in the meantime you will consider yourself under an arrest for drunkenness End of chapter 6